If you guys are wondering, based on the title, what today's episode is about, it's about RuPaul's Drag Race. Yup, today we'll be chatting about the current season of RuPaul's Drag Race and all of its queens. The show is currently in its 14th season in the US, which is a huge milestone. So, major applause to them. There are countless spin-offs already years in as well. We got RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, where all of the best queens from seasons past come back to compete. Then there was RuPaul's Drag U, which was like a drag university. They'd bring three straight heterosexual women on and they will teach them, they give them makeovers and teach them how to channel their inner diva and all that extra stuff. It was um, each of these faux queens is judged and evaluated on her drag point average, the drag transformation performance and attitude adjustment. The contestant with the highest DPA wins. RuPaul is the president of the drag you of course naturally and unlike in rupaul's drag race he never appeared in drag which i feel like it might have been the reason why it was canceled in 2013 it ran for three seasons and yeah it helped a whole bunch of women you know you know self-discovery you know channeling their inner divas you know doing different things that they normally wouldn't do which was really really great they did follow the sort of um format for RuPaul's celebrity secret celebrity drag race or RuPaul's secret celebrity drag race yeah I said it right where they would have celebrities secretly come in and perform as drag queens they had everything from heterosexual sports players to actors and actresses Lonnie Love was on it which she did a really great job her episode will make you cry then there's drag race uncut which if you're not watching Uncut, you're only getting half the story, hunty. Or at least how the kids would say it. Drag Race Uncut, it's pretty much all of the backstage. It's like a backstage pass to what the queens go through while they're waiting, um, while the judges are deliberating. So you get, like, you know, personal conversations between the queens. You get drama, a whole bunch of extra stuff. Family, um, video convos different things that they um show off then when continuing continuing with all the spin-offs you know we have the drag race uh here in the united states but there's also drag race italia espania france holland connecticut canada i was about to say connecticut canada australia new zealand which is under the drag race down under chile global then there's spain netherlands philippines thailand the united kingdom and again of course there's the original the united states one so that is a lot of drag for america we debuted in 2009 and again we're 14 seasons in so major props to rupaul and all of the drag queens that have participated over the years that have helped normalize the drag scene i can honestly tell you we're always going to be fighting stigma we're always going to be fighting racism and all that extra stupid shit that we have to deal with on our day-to-day life but for the most part i can honestly say that we're not looking down on drag as much as we used to you know there is some level of respect behind it now which i appreciate it and it's honestly thanks to rupaul the judges and anybody guest judge queens that have participated in the show you guys have helped um push that new positive narrative to main america mainstream america so again applause 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 we don't have to play the lady gaga again Applause for them. 
Yo, before I get into the new season, do you want to know what I find really, really funny? A lot of people think that RuPaul is the first drag queen in history or the first man that ever put a dress on and started performing which is incorrect i wanna before i get into the new season i just wanna um do a quick spotlight on mr william dorsey swan he was an activist he was a gay liberation activist born into slavery he was the first person in the united states to lead a queer resistance group and the first known person to self-identify as queen of drag so mr Swan, thank you for crawling so that RuPaul and all the rest of us could fly. I'm mad I say the rest of us like as if I was a drag queen, but I'm not a drag queen. I've never performed in drag. The closest thing to drag was, you're going to laugh, I went to gay camp two summers in a row, and I believe it was the first summer there was like a gender role switch day where the guys would dress as girls or the girls would dress as guys. We share experiences and stories and just be able to understand and respect the other gender, right? So we had that experiment, that sort of social day. We did it. Closest thing, I didn't even put on makeup or shave. I cheated. I, I did do the wig. But my wig, I swear, I look like Beyonce after a, performing a five-hour concert, falling down the flight of stairs, getting up, and then getting the hair caught in the fan. Yeah, that's exactly how my wig looked. I looked toed up from the toes up. But yeah, I, I did that uh again i've always been a fan i've never been a drag queen but i've always been a big fan of drag me and my sister used to go rest in peace i love you um we used to go back to a drag queen downtown called escuelita right shout out to all the escuelita heads and we would um we would go club get drunk spend all our money we would sit right in the front it didn't matter how expensive our outfits were how good we looked. we sit right there on the floor on the stage right in front just eating it up eating it all up all these drag performers all these fabulous numbers these comedy skits these stand-ups that they would do we just be there for it to the beginning from the beginning to the end so yeah um i've always even though i've never done it i lip sync all the time i swear if you ask me i'm a lip sync assassin just without the dress and all the get up but yeah um i'm a big fan so sorry for shouting in your ear let's get on with the show season 14 here we come so if anybody watches Drag Race, we all know that we usually open up, not usually, always open up to the workroom, colorful workroom, the whole works is in there, a whole bunch of stations, all that extra shit, right? And then the first queen comes rolling in, and this year we have the Alyssa Hunter, the Puerto Rican diva with the big reputation. She's won at least the most top three or four pageants there is on the island she wasn't shy on dropping it as soon as we meet her she comes in with the mentality oh i'm the first one always on number one but when it came down towards the competition she sort of fell flat in a lot of areas i think number one was her language barrier even though she speaks decent english but when it came to the challenges her english um it didn't help her. Our next two queens is Bosco and I believe Cornbread. Now Bosco is not just another alternative skinky girl from Seattle. She wants you to know that she's deep skinky alternative girl from seattle she's a pretty cool queen um i do feel like she has her own sort of look and doesn't really shy away from it but overall she's pretty cool very very beautiful and cornbread my god she's beautiful inside and out she's one of our chocolate thick sisters she brings so much beauty so much humor so much support and just like her just moral compass is like wow 
She just helps others all the time throughout the competition. She happens to be a local queen from the Los Angeles area, so it's convenient for her traveling, I believe, I guess. And her full stage name is Cornbread the Snack Jeté. Yeah, so she's pretty cool. I'm just going to ruin it for you guys. I was really heartbroken that she had to leave the show. She hurt, I believe, her ankle broke something and yeah she has to leave the show i'll tell you the number what place she ended up reaching and shortly after i introduce all the queens and, and i tell you what how i feel about them you know what i did notice i'm not sure if it's bad editing but when bosco introduces herself to Alyssa, she goes hey i'm bosco and she's like hi i'm from puerto rico i thought that was pretty funny or perhaps she thought she said hi i'm from boston so she's like hi i'm from puerto rico but either way it's funny our next two queens have to be completely polar opposites from each other. One is from Denver, Colorado, and the other one is another local queen from Los Angeles. I am talking about a willow pill. Not a big pill, a willow pill, <laughs> like RuPaul says on the show. Willow's from Denver, Colorado. She's tiny, like a tiny little poly pocket. You can just pick up and put it in your back pocket. Very cute. She looks like a baby, you know? And then we have... Carrie Kobe, which is like, I swear, the supermodel of drag queens. Kid you not, she's beautiful from head to toe. She's a trans sister from Los Angeles, right? And she's just um, really, really great to look at and just to watch perform. There were times later on in the competition where I just felt like, come on, girl, give it to me. Bring it, bring it. You're going to do it this episode. You're going to win this episode. And she was always just like safe, safe, safe. And it's nothing wrong or personal to what she was just doing. She's great, but it's just like, damn. I really wish she would have like made it far. She was really, really beautiful, and especially because what's this chick um's name? The trans girl, the 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 girl. Some is it Simone? No, not Simone. The blonde girl, the white blonde girl. Um, when she won, you know, she's just now. I believe for me, she just set a high standard for all my trans beauties out there that want to compete in the drag world. You know, she she took it home in All Stars. I'm gonna find out her name, I swear, because it's gonna it's bothering me. It's on the tip of my tongue. The final queen they introduce in this episode because they break it down into two groups, into two premiere episodes. So the final queen I believe so the final queen I believe they introduce in this episode is June Jambalaya, which is the third girl in one episode in first group to be from Los Angeles. She's everything you want in a black queen, right? She's beautiful. You know, she's a little thicker than Carrie Colby. She's a, a big girl. Not big, 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 but you know, she's a thick girl. Very beautiful from head to toe, like an expensive, you know, pricey label whore, as her friends describe her as. You know, everything very bougie. And I don't know, it's just when it came in the competition, she was always a bit, a little undercook, you know, this jambalaya. I've, I've never eaten jambalaya. I don't even know what goes in a jambalaya, but I would assume that comparing to, you know, how she, what she pulled in in the competition based on judges and all the commentary that everybody was saying and, you know, about her and her, and her numbers. You know, it's always a little undercooked. She actually describes herself when she comes in for the first time as if Megan the Stallion and Phaedra Parks had a baby, it'd be her. To be honest, I probably wouldn't hang out with that 
person. Have you, do you know who Phaedra Parks is? I mean, just based on the last season that she appeared on, um, what is it, The Real Housewives of Atlanta, would you really want to be her friend? But then again, I feel like there's more to that story that we are not privy to that maybe Phaedra should share light on. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I missed the drag queen. The last one is Orion's story from West Mexican. She's like... She's literally like Lana the Ray of the drag world. Beautiful lady, but very Lana the Ray. And I don't know, after the album with the whole Carmen song and the video game song, Born to Die or Live to Die or whatever the hell the album's called, I can't remember. After that album, I've never really been a big fan of Lana the Ray, of her music at least. Sometimes her music sounds very repetitive and depressing sometimes for my spirit so like i said before they split the girls the drag queens into two group two episodes right so by the end of this episode the bottom two is junja balaya and orion orion story orion story gets sent home the lana the ray of drag junja balaya gets to you know lip sync for another week right and i believe cornbread ends up being top winner in this episode which she looked great but yeah orion story leaves moving on to episode two we meet the second group first queen out of this group is georges from nashville tennessee she is a tiny little latina who is probably one of the best lapsing <laughs> lapsing lip sync assassins of the season i mean she's been in the bottom often in this season she's definitely a power bottom but yeah she's a great lip singer a great performer always ends up coming in short but really really great gal she's so easy to root for honestly so young you just you just root you just keep cheering her on and just hoping that every week she keeps surviving 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 our next queen is deja sky from fresno california she's funny cute and drag cute guy too but um yeah she's another big queen um another easy person to root for but not my all-time favorite of the season little side note on deja a lot of people think that she's latina but technically she's a mix she's biracial she's black and white our next two queens one of them was my very very favorite to root for she was in the another potter <laughs> she was another power bottom always lip-syncing for her life but she always always you was just rooting for her she's hands down one of the best <laughs> the beast the one of the best dancers of the season one of the best performers the lip-syncers like her and george's neck and neck there was one lip-sync um battle between the two that they were both so good that they were both were saved that's how great they are and jasmine kennedy's from new york city so i have to have to root my sister from new york on you know she did come out um being a trans woman which is you know um us new yorkers we're gonna stick together we're gonna keep sending her love and cheering her on on this journey that's really really difficult so yeah jasmine kennedy oh i wish she would have lasted a lot longer in the competition i'll tell you her placing in a little bit the next one is the question that i want to ask all my listeners especially my heterosexual female listeners because the next contestant is a drag queen from arkansas her stage name is 
is Maddie Morphosis, and she's the first drag queen that is a cis heterosexual male. That means that it's a, you know, born a male and he's straight, you know, not trans. He's a straight male with with anatomy of a man, you know, penis and stuff like that. And he dates a woman and he performs as a drag queen. So I want to ask my ladies that listen to the program, would you let your men perform drag would you support them in this venture if that's something that interests them or is that like a red flag for you are you going to automatically think that they're gay if they want to dress in drag and perform and make money you know and express themselves at the same time what do you guys think what do you ladies think and guys i can ask you the same question what if your girls i mean you probably i don't know some of you probably secretly be into it but what if you girls want to perform drag whether they're enhancing their feminine beauty by exaggerating with makeup and hair and the costuming or what if they want to do the other opposite of you know drag whereas you know female are impersonating males what if your girl wants to put on a full-on beard and and, and put a, a, a you know a dodo in her in her underwear and dress like in a suit and tie and perform for an audience? Would you be into that? Would you support that hobby? I asked Bianca, my co-host of Woke Gossip, for you first-time listeners on this episode. And <laughs> she said she'd be convinced that her boyfriend, husband, whoever her partner is, would is gay or would want to is wants to become a trans honestly she'd be really convinced that that be you know their situation if they randomly just want to dress like a woman and get on rupaul's drag race but we're still going to move on and we're still going to continue to support maddie morphosis and his extremely unique comfort zone and his bravery because it takes a lot of guts you know our next queen is the pageant girl the southern belle from what is it the southern bow from atl georgia atlanta she's one of my favorites of the season she's a beautiful queen she's very poised and very i don't know just elegant yeah i really love her she's from atlanta georgia again she is one of my dark skin sisters i just completely love her i love her love her love her love her i really hope that she'll make it to the top four next queen is lady camden from where is she from guys um lady camden from sacramento yeah she is from sacramento but she's from um london I believe she was born in London. She got that British accent. She she comes into the um competition looking like baby spice. I kid you not. Like a damn spice girl. Very cute, very poised, another elegant one. She's a great dancer in the ballerina field. Oh, which by the gay oh, by the gay. By the way, guys, my dancing has been going really, really well. I can't wait to update you, but I'll wait to another episode to update you on my dance journey. But thank you guys who keep asking and so supporting me thank you so much i think our last queen for this group is diabetes she's from missouri she is the daughter from the other queen that made it to the top two who's her drag mother again she has a famous drag mother i'll tell you now and i'll tell you in a minute who she is but yeah she is my least favorite she is the one that i like 
I, I love to hate. I don't personally hate her, but just, I guess to edit her character on the show, just who, how she comes across sometimes, is uh, just very catty, very bullyish. It's just very instigator. She just gives me all those vibes in a person that I necessarily wouldn't sit in a room and be friendly with, or at least consider them a real friend. Sorry, Betty. Oh, they just told me her mom is Crystal Method. Yes, Crystal Method. Crystal Method is Diabetes drag mom and literally for like the beginning quarter of the competition Diabetes was like a carbon copy. It's just a lot of the things that she did just screamed Crystal Method literally and she got called out on it several times but she's the queen that I believe I guess you know you know, she doesn't hate to be the villain if she has to be, but she always feels like she's coming from a place where it's honesty. But I think in one of these last few episodes, Angie Angeria tells her the way you come across sometimes, it's just, it's mean and it's unwelcome. It's uninvited, like it's unprovoked pretty much half the time. And you're just like, you pick your target and you say these indirectly things or sometimes directly to the person. And then, you know, and I hate, uh, uh, I hate using the word A because it's such a strong word, but I very strongly dislike people like that. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just weird to cheer her on when she's just like, I don't know, she comes across as sometimes a baby and a sore loser. But she's still good competition. She's a very beautiful queen. Alright guys, so before I let you go, let's go through the elimination order. I already told you in the first episode, Orion's story left. And then in this second episode, the last two was Diabetti versus Deja Sky. And Diabetti was sent home. But for some strange miracle, they were brought back. And then in that episode, episode 3, it would be June Jumbalaya versus Maddie Morphosis. And June Jumbalaya was actually sent home. After that, it was the Puerto Rican diva Alisa, Alisa Hunt. She was sent home by Carrie Kobe. Orion's story was then sent home again by Georges. Jasmine Kennedy sent Maddie home. Lady Camden versus Diabetti. Lady Camden won. Oh yeah, because they did such a horrible job in one episode that they were all pretty much up for elimination, right? But I'm just going to go straight into who left rather than go through all those damn lip syncs. It was like a lip sync Lollapalooza and it was actually actually pretty pretty good and pretty entertaining if i say so myself but maddie morphosis was sent home right and then after the next queen to leave was carrie colby after carrie colby then it was jasmine kennedy then bosco actually got eliminated but then this new twist in the season was that each queen got a chocolate bar and once they unwrap the chocolate bar if it's gold they get to be saved and if it's not if it's just chocolate they get to go home bosco opens her chocolate she ends up getting a golden ticket almost in a way very willy wonka and so she gets saved so now we're still at top five yeah now we're at top five um because deja sky and georges just got eliminated so now we just have bosco willow pill angeria deja betty diabetti and um lady camden yeah my pick to go home today just on likability and who's my favorite sort of players and characters i i wouldn't mind if diabetes goes home and tomorrow's episode yeah sorry guys sorry 
Sorry, Dia fans. Don't come at me. But yeah, I wouldn't mind if she goes home. And the top four would be Willow, Angeria, Bosco, and um, Lady Camden. To be honest, I was really sad that Jasmine Kennedy left. I really thought she had a better lip sync than Bosco. But Bosco was chosen to stay. Yeah. But that's what I've been thinking about this season. This season so far, my favorites, favorites to cheer on have been cornbread jasmine kennedy georges because i like the underdogs um angeria i love lady camden she has grown on me and i have a special place in my heart for her she's very cute but yeah guys i hope you watch this season and if you want to write me in um check me out on the bruno bossy brand or you can hit me up on my regular page n-y-c-b-r-o-o-n-o-h on instagram new york city bruno and let me know who's your top four thanks guys for always tuning in thank you for all the support and i'll see you on the next episode.